This is Offside Hockey Talk, where the Maple Leafs and hockey come to talk. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Leafs Weekender Episode 3. Guys, what the hell is going on in Leafs land? Great question, Dilly. I have no idea. Everyone's losing their mind. We got a big game on tonight. If there's another L, <laughs> look the hell out. The boys need this win tonight. Um, we got. I don't know. Dude, what are your thoughts here? Like no words, man. I don't know what to say, man. I try, you know, I try to be positive a little bit last week. Like, what did I say when you, uh, Dylan, when you asked me how many um, out of the three games going on, how many, I said, what, they're going to take two out of the one games. Right. And it's, it's they've yeah. lost two. They, the second night of a back-to-back, you got yeah. Anaheim who's in, what, seven games in a row they've lost. They have and one win right now. Oh, yeah. they have one, they, win, but they win. have lost seven straight. You're right. Yeah. This is just uh, going, like horribly, man. It's not. It's not looking good at all. No. Uh, before we actually start ranting about this team, as always, this podcast is brought to you by Boxing Rock Brewing Co.'s Puck Off Lagerdale, the big beer for the big game. Now, the week so far is o two and one with the Ducks game tonight. We did have our predictions earlier this week, and we couldn't be ever more wrong so wrong um, it's it's rough but uh you know what well, i guess we'll find out tonight if leafs land is really down down bad um I, I have this team going two and two this week i my prediction was i was gonna go we were gonna beat the teams we weren't supposed to we were supposed to lose to and then lose to the teams that we were supposed to beat and unfortunately i'm only half correct on that if we lose tonight I don't know what's going on. I, I, yeah, like, I, I don't know. Everyone's going to lose their mind. We'll see. Everyone's calling for Keith's head. It's clearly not his fault. It's on the players. I don't know what we're supposed to do. Do you make a big trade? Do you fire Keith to send a message to the players? What What do you guys think? Like, what do we do here? Firing Keith is going to solve nothing, honestly. Nothing. Just you're going to get rid of another coach. Yeah. Like, it's like, what are you going to say this time? Like, you know, Shan, like, sorry, not Shanahan. Dubas has come out and said, whoa, I, we have faith that the squad can get it done. Well, hey, man, player, players got to start. Like, you got to start. Oh, man, I don't even know what to say. It's frustrating. Like, we have to start getting it from the players, man. You know, it's, it's all on the players at this point. Coaching, it's not on the coaches. It's not on the GMs. It's, it's the players, man. And we just need to see it from them. Yeah. Um, now, same with defense, right? Oh, yeah. I think it's just the defense. But, like, we have had some injuries on the back end, which, like, sh- you know, Fair. they shouldn't explain everything. But, you know, it, it, it is what it is. We got some guys coming back, so that's that's a good thing. Uh, we talked about the Vegas game earlier this week. We went on just before the San Jose game, and that was an interesting start, to say the least. Uh, Couture fast break within the first two minutes and Matthew's Xbox controller seemed to disconnect just was like, Oh, what am I supposed to do here? 
you know, Couture broke down Hall and goes in and scores. Um, oh, no. Justin was, Hall of Famer. Like everybody's yeah. pointing to him, and it sucks, but he's just the new whipping boy. I think. Well, Matthew stopped skating on that. He's like, okay, Justin Hall is an NHL player that should make that play. I'm gonna wait for him to make that play, turn it around, get the pass that he'll probably won't make to me. But that's like I don't know why Matthews would have stopped skating there. He's, we know he's a great two way player. It's just yeah, it didn't work out. Justin Hall lost the battle there, and unfortunately, Couture uh, took advantage. Yeah, Divi, did you did you watch the game? I did not get to watch the game, but I did see the goal, and um, oh boy, you know what, man, just. <laughs> Trying to be positive. What can I say positive about Justin Hall? I, I can't say nothing. Guy will have one good game out and have like four bad ones. And we're not just talking bad. We're talking like absolutely brutal, man. When yeah. Lilia Grins gets to go, when Ben's gets to go, please just put them in. I cannot see this guy touch the ice anymore. I'm very sorry. I'm not trying to be like a total like downer, but I, I've seen what I need to see. Justin Hall is not that guy. He can be the seventh D-man. He can be the guy that plays when there's injuries. This guy cannot be on the ice. It's a liability at this point. I I just can't with it anymore. Mm-hmm. Very sorry. That's that's fair. No. Uh, now now although Matthews had his controller disconnect, he did get on the board again uh, with his second goal of the year on the power play. From I think it was the point. It was just you know yeah, it was typical snipe right from the point. Not his usual spot, but uh, you know put some confidence in the young guy uh, again. He's not. Obviously, he's still putting up points, but uh, he needs to put those goals in the back of the net if he's going to chase 70. Yeah, do you guys think he's going to get 70? I mean, at the start of the season, I kind of thought it was going to be like, if I can bet on the under of him getting 60, I don't know. Like, I, I think I would have thrown a little bit of money down because last season was a that was a great season. It might have been his peak, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, we know he's an excellent goal scorer. I don't think he'll hit 70 if he did. Like, I don't, when's the last time a 70 was hit? I think it was like early nineties or something. So it's, it's been quite a while. It's so. been yeah. a while. Uh, and even though sco- scoring is up right now, but uh, right now the, the Leafs do not look great. So it's hard to score when you're on a bad team right now. Yeah. No, it would be a lot of multi-goal scoring games for sure. He's used to it. He's used yeah. to it. He is used to it. He loves, he loves to put that puck in the back of the net. Now, Although Couture was pretty hot in this game, uh, w- one guy that has been hot in the NHL as of late, and he was one of the three stars of the week, Eric Carlson is looking like vintage Carlson. He came in on a breakaway in overtime to win it 4-3 to send the Leafs packing. This also, what are your thoughts on that one? Keep in mind, Eric Schalgren's in that, and I'm not the biggest Schalgren fan. <laughs> like he, he is a certified AHL goalie. I mean, I know Carlson on a breakaway. Like he, don't get me wrong, great play by Carlson. Stays with Nylander the entire time. I don't know if that's Nylander's effort or Carlson's effort. Either way, Carlson looked great on that. Strips it off him, gets a breakaway, and just embarrasses Schalgren and Nylander on the same play. So good for him. He looks good. I mean. Not maybe not as good as he did in Ottawa years ago, but yeah, no great play by the kid, or not even a kid anymore. Why? Yeah, like, a kid. He's, he's in his thirties. Grown man. I don't know. He's a grown man, Pete. What are you yeah, saying? Right. He calls <laughs> everything to me. Hi, uh, Divi. Oh, yeah, Earl Carlson. Then. Yeah. Does anybody here have him in fantasy? No, 
No, I've seen him on the on the block a few times, and I, I said, I ain't picking him up. This guy's no. no. I'm sorry, I'm not. Ever since this guy went to San Jose, I had a lot of uh, high hopes for him, and oh my god, he, he just straight have up, the- like disappointed me every year when I oh, had some high hopes for this guy. But- he may have the worst contract in the NHL right now. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, like how much is he getting paid? Eleven five, I think. <laughs> Oh, I maybe I'm wrong. Rinsed San Jose. Oh, I think I think it is a lot. This guy must uh, have been laughing. Did San Jose give him that contract? Yeah. Oh, after after um, he was done with his whatever deal Ottawa gave him. What were they thinking? Oh my God, eleven five. Um, do you guys think that uh, him taking? Oh my God, taking off his shaving his head that you know it's helping him on the ice. Wait, who shaved their head? Carlson, do you think <laughs> it, actually him, him getting rid of the little the hair at the uh, back of his helmet? Oh, oh, getting rid of the All flow. Right. I don't know. Rid of the flow, He's man. more aerodynamic out there now. It could be. It didn't work yeah. for Justin Hall, though. Yeah, buddy, that's 11-5. 11-5. That's gross. That hey. may be the worst contract in NHL. That's that top 10 in the league right now, I think. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, my God. Um. We'll move to last night's game. I can't. Let's let's talk about the positives here first. Those jerseys, great, great looking jerseys on the ice last night. We had the Chrome Domers for LA, and we had the Bieber reversal with the uh, Toronto Skyline. I love there. Those um, what are your what are your thoughts there, Divi, on on the jersey choices? Uh, I really like LA's jersey. I really like their uh, their buckets as well. They're like one of my most favorite in the league. But the Leafs, you know, you know me. I like the blue and black side. Not the biggest fan of the other, but you know, it's yeah, it's, it's a good change. It it definitely catches your eye out there on the ice because you used to see in the the blue and white, and then bam! Like I had, yeah. I had somebody snapped one of my buddies snapchatted me. They're like, um, why is the Leafs black and the other team's white when the other team's at home. I was like, I don't know. It's just sometimes they do twist. that. Yeah, it's it's got to change, man. Was that they only wear those helmets when they're the home team, right? So it doesn't really go well if oh. they're wearing the darker jerseys. I'm assuming. I don't even know. I don't know. They must, but I thought those were their reverse jerseys, but they're not. Are they? It might. I think. No, no, I don't think so. I think it was their like just the. Their alternates that they their had. alternate like it was their third jersey, kind of yeah. like this was the Leafs third jersey. I think this but, was theirs. But I know it is a throwback. Yeah, like yeah, it's a throwback jersey. style. Yeah. Okay. I have uh, yeah. I have that throwback hat actually in the Kings. Oh, I love so it. It's an absolute sick. beauty. It's a dope yeah. logo. I like it. That's I'm awesome. looking at the jerseys right now. Yeah, they're at they're absolute fire. And that, man, the Bieber jerseys, those are I think will, are my favorite Leaf jerseys. And I still don't. Own a, I don't own a jersey yet. So. Damn, I'm waiting to get, get that one. Them. But I'm looking at the Kings jerseys. They don't have ads on their their jersey. They don't. Like, no, I'm looking at it now. They there's no ad on it. Yeah, I mean, some teams like, don't have ads. Some teams don't have ads. So like, yeah, I found that weird. You know? That is very strange. Like, do they pick the most marketable teams to to wear the ads? Like, I, I Leafs wearing or have the milk on their. I think it's a choice. No? it's it? got to be a choice. Yeah. I I thought it was a choice at least. I thought time. I thought so it was, I'm but sure. I I feel like Batman will be like, oh, you got to implement this or whatever. But I think I think it's just a bigger money grab, no, for like the team itself. 
just like, you know, we'll give you this to advertise our company or whatever. Is it go to the team or does it go to the league? I thought it went to the league it and that's why the app might be going up. But I, hey, I don't know. What, RBC is with Montreal. Right. <clears throat> we got milk. I think Edmonton doesn't all, like also. I, I think doesn't. you're right. I think you're right. I thought it was so maybe Edmonton. And then do you guys see Edmonton Stadium prices? I don't think they're too uh, worried about a sponsor on their jerseys. <laughs> 40 bucks for two popcorns. You don't need advertising for just sell food. These guys are like absolutely ruthless, man. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Especially um, another positive out of last night's game. JT is staying hot. He got his 10th point uh, last night, 10th leader, leading point. And it was on a very interesting power play goal. I don't know if you guys saw it. It was uh, Mitchie was on the left side, kind of like missed the net, went off the backboards. And John Tavares just like, he angled his stick in the way that he just knew uh, Peterson was going to play the net, and he just lifted it right up and over. It was a gorgeous, gorgeous play. You don't see Tavares, you know, putting in front net good goals often. But, uh, yeah, it, it was a solid goal. I, I like that uh, little play. And I'm completely it, it drawing a blank on the goal right now, but it was it, – was it a power play goal again? Yeah, so it yeah. was like – Riley, Marner, Matthews, I think. And then Willie was slot and JT was like sitting right next to the post there. So gotcha. Um, yeah. Uh negatives last night, the penalties. Man, six penalties last night. I I just I I, I can't handle it. And I, I don't know how many Matthews actually has two in his career, but he had two. That's his first minor. time. First time, first time. Yep, getting two penalties in a game. So I, I didn't see them. What were they? What were these penalties? Were I they... didn't. I didn't see what the, they were. I just saw that he got two, and I was just like, "Bro, he's yeah, frustrated right now." I thought that was a little bit weird because, like, again, I didn't watch the game, but I, but I was getting the Twitter notifications, and I would get, you know, Twitter all oh, penalty leaves. I'm like, oh, okay. I saw Matthews. I was like, all right, must be a one off. And then what? You said he got two, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I saw the second, and he. It's like, when was the last time this guy drawed a penalty before today? Was it like, was it any time like this season or like, I'm trying to remember. I think the last one was in like the playoffs last year, to be honest with you. Yeah. He doesn't take very many. He's very good with his stick and mm-hmm. whatnot, but you know, Usually, our other, what's that? Usually draws the penalties, not doesn't yes. take them. Yeah. Yes. Our, you know, our whipping boy of, of Leafs land hall also took two. And I know a power play goal was scored on one of his penalties. Boys, how how do we even how do we even talk about Hall here? Justin Hall of Famer, that's what he is. He's yeah, he's obviously the whipping boy in Toronto right now. He's just serving hot, fresh pizzas right to the other team. He's taking <laughs> stupid penalties. He's he's the whipping boy, but rightly rightly so. He eats a lot of minutes. He'll he does a pretty well, pretty good job on the PK. And like hell. Do you like two years ago in the bubble, man? He was shutting down McDavid, and it looked so bright for this guy. Like, remember that that stretch where we shut out the Oilers two or three times? Yeah, Justin Hall was implemental for that. Like, he was he was shutting them down. He was they couldn't score on us because our defense was so good. But man, I don't know what's happened. Maybe it's because he's lost Muzzin. I, he just looks so bad out there. Yeah, Did Muzzin make him look too good? Like, and I, I think I remember Clarky said that last week, but like, yeah, yeah. just, just 
like like I said before, I I cannot see this. I don't want to see this guy on the ice. Will Liljegren and like Ben come back. Like there's no. no excuse for this guy to be getting like even a second of ice time because it's a liability. Oh, uh, it, it it he is like he's he's taking penalties when he he shouldn't. He should be the guy killing the penalties. He's putting muffins up center ice constantly, and he's just like he's a he's a physical guy, but like it's. You either need somebody with discipline as a coach to be like, holler, like you need to smarten up or like you're going to get sat and like, I guess that's all a coach can say, but Dubis might be getting frustrated with him. And I know he's his boy, but I'm thinking this man might be out of Toronto pretty soon. Yeah. I think Mike Babcock might've seen something when he was healthy, scratching him all those years ago. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he called it but like oh, man, he man. Was so good when he came back in the lineup i think his first game too he scored and i was just i was like oh this guy might be great see this is why babcock's not our coach anymore but yeah. maybe he did see something in this no babcock uh, knew man babcock low-key knew. <laughs> he definitely did did anybody see the i think it's uh hockey illuminati talk about leafs uh coaches that should be that yes. was hilarious. That was he, he said he said Mike Babcock and I Mike Babcock. Like, then he's like, no, just kidding, guys. And I was like, oh, yeah. thank God, Frank. You, you scared me there for a second. Yeah. <laughs> um, but biggest note of this game was the lack of defense. Uh there was a couple goals I saw. Uh Sandine turned it over for the fourth goal. He just nope. Oh, we lose Dylan. I think Dylan so. Cut out. Oh no, Dylan. Dilly. All right. Well, I don't. The Sandine on the fourth goal was an absolute brutal giveaway. I'm just watching it now. He, yeah, he. Sorry. Oh, Dylan hit back. Okay, you back here, Dylan. Yes. Sorry. My my internet is crappy apparently. Um, Fiala stripped it from Sandine is what I was trying to say. And Sandine was just unaware of his surroundings here. Like, I don't know what our defense, our defensive coaches are doing or teaching or what. But um, then there was the, the Angval goal. Oh. Like, like Riley was stepping up in on the play as a defenseman on the penalty kill. And then Kampf and Kral are just out to dry as – uh, Philip Deneau comes in and and passes it over to Arvinson and he snipes it in. Like it's just, so I I don't know what we can do better. The giveaways, but- man, the giveaways are so bad. I just watched the Sandine goal and like you said, yeah, he's not aware of his surroundings. But like, come on, man, you just you just got paid. Show like show that you want to be here. Play, you got to play better than that if you're going to be a Toronto Maple Leaf. If you're and if you want a better contract next in the next two seasons, man. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Yeah. These guys aren't earning their money. No. And just like you were saying, Sandine, what, like another guy, Engvall, obviously, you know, just like these guys all got like, uh, who was else? Engvall, even like Zach Ashton Reese, you know, like a lot of these guys, like they got deals. Malgan even like, like, didn't he also get a contract for this year? Or Yeah, like, I think it was only like very 750, 750 league minimum. These guys are all getting contracts. They all did great in training camp, apparently. You know, we're hearing all these great things about these guys. Like Engvall was apparently training camp MVP from what I heard. And like also these guys are having great, like, you know, they were, there was a lot of promise. So we just, 
Who knows? Why, when are we going to see that's it? Like, preseason, they call it preseason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I, I wanted to mention it, but, like, it's preseason is preseason, you know? It's, yeah. I don't know. I, I like it. There's, there's only so much that, obviously, coaches can do. And, like, I think, like uh, Andy said here, like, it's the lack of effort. But I think it's the it's also the lack of execution here for the Leafs. Like, I I don't know if you guys have noticed, but like our passes aren't complete. Like, like we'll we'll pass it, but they they're getting picked off way too often. Yeah. And I don't think that's that's something that we're. Dylan cut off again. <laughs> he did. Yeah, I mean, like Dylan's saying, the giveaways are terrible right now. They're every. Every time they break out of the zone, it's just a giveaway. Yeah. I don't know what how they're going to improve, but the one thing I will say, though, is the goaltending. The goaltending has been great so far. Yep. And don't get me wrong. love I love Sammy. Eric Schalgren, though, is in tonight, and I'm not excited to see I'm not excited to see him. Schalgren is in tonight, eh? It is yes, not- yeah, on the back-to-back you? against Anaheim, I think. Okay. I don't know. Will he have a bounce back game after what happened with San Jose. Honestly, you know what? Can't really blame him for that game, but it's just I feel like the team doesn't play as well when they have a lesser competitive goalie in net. They just I don't know if they don't have any confidence in him. I mean, I don't. I think he's just a certified AHL goalie. But to get back to my point, the goaltending is what we were worried about in the offseason here, and it's just been completely flipped here. The script is flipped. We're just we yeah. can't execute as a team. And there's this Matthews isn't scoring, their defense stinks, and but at least we're getting good goaltending. Yeah, who would have thought the goaltending would have been the one shining point? Yeah. Honestly, like it's I'm just happy because in my like, you know, I I felt good because I felt like I had faith in a goaltending before and seeing how the guys are doing good in my mind and my heart. I'm just like, yes, I knew it. You know, I had faith in the boys. Yeah, no, what, what Andy, what Andy even says here is a hundred percent true. Like if we only gave 50 to 75% at our jobs, we would get fired. Like why is pro sports different? You know what I mean? Like, I know, I know, I know that obviously, you know, one, one team plays better and the other team plays shitty in a game, but, there's no effort with these guys right now. And, and, and somebody needs to either scream at them or, you know, shake things up. And I, I don't know what that shakeup will be. Uh, a lot of people in Leafsland are saying it's going to be Keith, but. Well, like, what are we supposed to do though? Like who are we, do we make a major trade? Like who's, I think who's, a trade is a better way to go. Honestly, sacking another coach isn't the answer I, here. That's, I that's solving like- nothing. Yeah, but like a trade when a panic trade is doesn't seem right to me. I don't know if that if that has ever worked in the history of trades before. I know Vancouver just did that with Ethan Bear. We'll see how that works out. But and I, and they traded what I thought was one of their future goalies in um, uh, DiPietro for Jack's right. Nika. Right, right. I just yeah, I don't know about those panic trades. I just. I honestly kind of want to just see him ride it out. I don't know if firing Keith and then hiring Perry Trotz would be a good idea, but I know everyone wants that to happen. I just don't think his defensive mindset would fit well with this offensive powered team. So yeah. I, 
I, I it's going to be interesting to watch in this uh, next week or two, depending on how well they do. I'm sure if they have something set up, it's already going to be it. They, they already have it ready to execute. Yep. So we'll just wait and see. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we do have one more game tonight. And she has turned up finally. I will add her to the stream. But ladies, wait, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Wait, wait. Turned up fine. No, no, I'm not taking the fall for this. Absolutely <laughs> not. And this is not a very special guest. I, re- I, I will take the fall for a lot of things. I'm not taking the fall for this. <laughs> she is one of the queens of hockey talk. She oh, loves God. the Dodgers and loves the Ducks even more. Please welcome all the way from San Diego, sweet Annie O.D. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Honored to be here. Apologies for the for the time mix up there, but we worked it out. There's I was, a story here we need to hear. I was well, I, I, I thought it was Dang weird at first because I know what time the game is, and I got a message from from the pot from the show account. It was like, hey, you want to come on around five? I was like. Are we like watching the game? <laughs> like, okay, like, sure. Uh, I can tune in for a little bit. Like sometimes the broadcast is delayed. Sure. And then yeah. I get messages around like four. I check my phone around 420 and I'm getting messages yeah. from Dylan being like, hey, like come in anytime. I'm like, oh, it's shoot. three hours, Dylan, three hours, not two. I know. I know. It's okay. Um, Sorry. No, we, uh, we, we worked it out. It's fine. There's what, 20 minutes. The, the guys just took the ice for warmups from what I see. I do see somebody tweeted that, the, every player that came on the road trip is taking the ice for warmups, not just the guys in the lineup. So that's something that's new. Interesting insider uh, feedback. Um, but this I game, call is, myself, I wouldn't call myself an insider. That was just on Twitter. You, I've seen you. I've seen you in the background. You're just on your phone, making sure you know all the notes. <laughs> not real. Honestly, did you? I was looking at. Did you see the Ducks? It's Deal de los Muertos night at Honda Center, and the Ducks Ooh. just designed this super cool warm up jersey. With like, uh, they commissioned like local artists to like design, and they took the Mighty Ducks logo and made it just absolutely gorgeous. That's what I was looking at. Honestly. Shout out to the Ducks! Oh, they have some of the best jerseys. I love the Ducks jerseys. Yes. Thank you. Thank it's you. Great. They're, they they're going so, the authentic. They get so way. much flack. They get so much flack <laughs> around the league. Which, listen, I get it. The D, the the foot D, is not is not the prettiest logo, but it's not the it's not the ugliest. All right. No, it is. Those no. reverse retros, though. Beautiful. Great. Great. Well done. I like Toronto's too. I like Toronto's a lot better this time. I, I like it better than the gray like paneling. Oh, that yeah. oh yeah, compared to the I'm last still gonna one. Buy it. Still a yeah. jersey collector. Gotta buy it. Yeah, we exactly. gotta buy it. Exactly. Although I hear they're way more expensive. I mean, maybe the currency thing, but like I remember last time some of the Canadian friends I know were saying that some of those jerseys were running up like 300 bucks in some cases. Yep. yep. 300 bucks. That's how much that one was. For a jersey at the game, does it, though, does it even have the fighter strap in it? Like, yep, everything, yep. yeah, okay, all right, all right. Well, if you're getting the actual thing, that's one thing, but like, yeah, if you're paying for what that fanatics like plastic replica, you're like, I'm not paying $300 for that. No, I well, wouldn't. it's 200 for those, so it's it's not <laughs> as bad. That's not better. <laughs> what is it there? <laughs> there, I'm trying to think, how much did I pay for my ducks one? Um. Maybe like one, okay, maybe like 145, 150. So not much, not much better than 200. But you know, hey, 50 bucks is still 50 bucks. I can do a lot of damage with 50 exactly. bucks. <laughs> uh, well, tonight's exciting game comes to, you know, either Anaheim trying to break their seven game winless streak or us trying to break our three. Someone's losing a streak tonight. 
<laughs> I have a feeling it's not the Bucks, but <laughs> anything can happen. Anything can happen. I, uh, I'll start with you, Annie. What are your expectations for this game tonight? Expect, uh, I mean, honestly, the start of the season for the Ducks and has just been, and I'm one of those people where, you know, I acknowledge, hey, we're not even three weeks into the regular season right now. So when you're looking at the standings right now, you're like, okay, like you can't make judgments already. But I'm also one of those people where I'm not one to write off like bad habits to, oh, it's only, it's still October. It's fine. And like, I think you can say that, hey, bad games, you know, slow starts for some players. But if it becomes a habit and you're on like a seven game winless streak, that's a problem. Like, and it becomes a problem down when you're in March and April and Hey, you're upwards of one of those two wildcard spots. And Hey, you're looking back at October thinking, man, if one or two of those games had gone our way, those extra points could have helped us. But for the ducks watching them these last, what is it? Two and a half weeks now with the exception, even on opening night when they got their big win, their only their sole win <laughs> this yeah, season, yeah, oh, yeah. they even looked lost at times and just really like training camp wasn't even a thing like they looked like they did not know how to play together no communication I mean the blue line absolutely atrocious and I'm not one to blame John Gibson by any means that's his bobblehead right there but certainly moments where you know shots he should have had and the entire offense is being carried basically by Troy Terry and Trevor Zegers I mean only I think seven different guys have scored goals. Meanwhile, they they threw that stat out during that Vegas game where they're like, yeah, only seven Ducks have scored this entire season. Meanwhile, everybody on the Vegas roster has scored at least once. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. That, that stings there. And, of course, when you're going on one of these streaks, I know I heard you guys talking about it with the Toronto situation with Dubas. Honestly, you know, Dallas Eakins – Dallas Eakins job is coming into question in a lot of discussion and as it absolutely should. I mean, this is not a guy that's coming in like as a brand new head coach. And this is his first few games, you know, first couple of weeks with this team. He's been with this club now two full seasons going into this season. Yeah, it's time. We're, we're trying to see, Hey, is this the guy that's supposed to be developing these players? But it, let's go it, regardless. Let's go back to tonight. Um, you know, it could go either way. Um, but I am going to, I'm going to assume, and I, this is just from what I've seen, because I have seen some improvement from Anaheim, despite the fact that they did lose four, nothing last game, there was improvement and you did see, Hey, five on five, they played better. They weren't drastically outshot. So I'm going to say the ducks, keep it close. The ducks make it a close competitive game. It'll be one of the best games we've seen so far this season performance wise, but I think the Leafs take, take the win in regulation. Gotcha. Now, Pete, what do we expect from the Leafs? The pessimistic mindset I have right now is like, I, they're the show, I'm just watching like I'm watching the highlights of like Trevor Zegers right now. I'm expecting like a Michigan goal from Zeke. <laughs> maybe Matthews tries to do one himself, but like we have Eric Schalgren in that, and they never play well in front of him. I'm expecting just I don't know back to back game, a poor performance again. I'm just. That's what I don't know. Like Div. Yeah. Yeah. I don't You're you expecting know the same thing tonight? No. You know what? Is, is Div gonna be negative? No. It was around <laughs> this. Th- hold on. hold on, guys. Hear me out. It was around this time last season when the Leafs started off not so good. It was around this time where they turned it up. Yeah, buddy. Now they have had a horrendous last few games, if we can oh, even call buddy. it that. This is the game where they're gonna turn it around. 
I'm calling it right now, a 3-1 final. Matthews is going to get two goals. Mm, okay. And you know what? John Tavares is going to get the he's going to get the third. Yeah, he's Johnny's, Johnny's going to stay hot. Yeah. That's what I think is going to happen. 3-1 final. Matthews scores two, Johnny T love scores it. third. I love it. I love it. Um now Annie there seems to be a new trend here in Anaheim where, you know, these young guys are coming up and they're they're just running the show now. Um, now, McTavish is somebody that's coming up on his 10-game mark. Do you yeah. think that the Ducks are going to keep him up there or what do you think his uh, future is for this season? I think they keep him up. I mean, you sent him down last year. What I think at this point – you got to think from a development standpoint, you know, is McTavish going to, will it benefit him more doing another year in the OHL or being up with the big club? And listen, this team has zero. I know a lot of people put the ducks in like their top three in the Pacific, which don't know why, but <laughs> a lot of it. Hey, I am. I appreciate the optimism, but come yeah, on. A lot and of potential though. A lot of, a lot of the, potential. There, there is potential, but that's probably been one of the most frustrating is like on paper, there's potential, but on the ice, you're like, okay, what's going on here? But that was also what, you know, was promised like four years ago uh, during when they refused to actually tear the thing down and rebuild. They're like, no, we just need to fix a few pieces on paper. You know, this team is still good, but I just think with where the team is at and, you know, on every standpoint, whether it's, you know, roster wise, salary cap, everything like they can, they can afford to keep him on and get him some NHL. Right. I think that's the best way to get experience, to get to really develop players with the, there's obviously certain exceptions, but when you have a guy like Mason McTavish that has proved he's an elite player, that he's ready to play at the highest level, keep him here, like keep him yep. here, get him, get him from, especially a lot of people are throwing his name in as, as a dis in the discussion for somebody that's going to wear a letter in the not so distant future for the ducks. Like exactly. stay, let him get the reps with Zegers. Let him get familiar with Drysdale. His, you know, the teammates that are part of this core. And obviously you've got Zellweger down, playing another year of juniors. You got Pashuov also playing juniors. There's a lot of lot of young guys still developing, but I say McTavish has got to stay. I mean, there's you already sent him down last year. What's the message you're sending by sending him back down? And I do like – I know he's only – he's got, I think, four assists on the year. He hasn't scored a goal yet. But, I mean, you look at the situation with Shane Wright in Seattle, and you're just like, that's – what – how is he benefiting at all? Like at that point, you should have just kept him down in juniors another year. Mm-hmm. Like, why waste his time if you're only going to give him what? What is he averaging? Like five yeah, minutes? Six minutes. Time? Six minutes. Yeah. Five, six it's minutes. It's not insane. good at all. Like, no. that's not even fair to him. It's not fair to the team. Like, I, and I'm no development expert by any means, but at that point, I'm like, yo, that just doesn't make any sense. So mm-hmm. I, I'm in favor of keeping McTavish up here, and I think he will stay. He was so good in the juniors. I love. I loved watching him for Team Canada. He he's great. You got. You guys have a great future. And like um, speaking of future, though, like what I, I saw that Zegers, he's on a contract year, right? What what's like an ideal contract you would like to see? It's an it's interesting because you've got both uh, Drysdale Zegers are on the last year of their entry deals. And then Troy Terry is on the last year of right, his yeah. absolute steal of a deal. I mean, I still can't yep. believe it was like three years. He's averaging, I think, $1.7 million. Ooh. And to me, Troy Terry is the future Ooh. captain of the Ducks. Ooh, I think so. Wow. My, he's my pick for sure. He just exudes. He's got that gets laugh energy to him. He definitely has that leadership presence, that command on the ice. He's the guy that goes up. And honestly, the way he's carried this team for the, for the last, what, what now, eight, nine, oh, no, nine games. I can't do math. 
but he's definitely my pick. Um, for a Zegers contract, it's interesting. So mm-hmm. I'm not – I would like to see I, – I obviously, I think they'll do an extension during the year. Yeah. I'm interested to see what Pat Verbeek will do because there's obviously cap room to work with, but he's not shy about throwing money at players, but he'll do it in a smart way, kind of like the Klingberg deal. He wasn't going to throw long-term money at Klingberg, but he gave him the one-year $7 million. Yeah. I was like, it's kind of like a, hey, a show-me deal. Like, works out great. If not, we'll ship you out at the trade deadline. You can go <laughs> test-free agency all great, over again. Great contract. Great signing. I love that signing for you guys. Absolutely. I mean, lo- obviously not the signing he wanted. Uh, obviously, yeah. I know, you know, if you're a defenseman, that's, what is he, in his early 30s now? Probably so. going to want that that long-term deal, but I'll take it. Um, I, I don't want, obviously I don't want Connor McDavid numbers yet. No, just I think he's, he's like north of Jack Hughes is my, I agree. North of Jack Hughes. I would, I mean, personally, I would love for him to have like that Nathan McKinnon mindset for his first long-term deal yes. be like, yo, I want to have the team around me be good. The Sidney Crosby mindset where that guy could easily be making more money, but he's solid at 8.7. Cause he wants that competitive team around him. So I'd be good with like that six seven eight million dollar range if they wanted to sign him like five years that much but i'm sure yeah. it'll be more and i'm sure it'll be longer wouldn't shock me 100 percent. now speaking to about the rough start obviously you guys aren't aren't doing too well no. uh do you think any big names will be moved at deadline this year it's tough if to you say. guys continue, if you guys continue to go in a bad direction <sighs> Obviously, Pat Verbeek has shown that he is not at all afraid to move people, especially names that are very popular. I imagine if this team continues to absolutely tank and still play abs, like playoffs are dead in the water, no chance. And I know his name always comes up, uh, but this year specifically, I feel like John Gibson would be moved. Really? This would be. Last year, it was one of those things where you're like, uh, okay, like, do you know, you don't want to ship out everybody. You want to give yourself somewhat of a fighting chance. But I think at this point in time, like, the the expectation of this season was entirely like, hey, it's for the young guys to develop. It's for us to get better. And if at this point they're aiming for a, you know, they're in the draft lottery, they're looking at that, you know, Bedard first overall pick, which yeah. would honestly be perfect because he and McTavish <laughs> are so close. I wouldn't take that. That but, would be a blessing. Honestly, truly. The, and the Ducks have never had the first overall pick. So wow. came close, came close with in the Sidney Crosby draft when we ended up with Bobby Ryan. But you know, well, it's hey, all right. But I do I mean, and I'm a like I said, I'm a huge Gibby fan. And yeah. I do feel like it's one of those things where you would not get as much value as you would want out of him just because he's been on a bad team for so long. And, you know, anyone that's watched him knows what he's capable of. But given the numbers and given the team that's in front of him, his numbers are absolutely awful. Yeah. So I think that'll definitely hurt the return there. So that's one thing that kind of, I guess, counteracts that where you're like, hey, is it even worth it to trade him if you're not even going to get what you think or you want out of that trade? Yeah. But it's, I mean, I think Kevin Shattenkirk's on his last deal. I mean, maybe ship him off to a competitor for like as a rental if, yeah. if you need a, a veteran defense, third line defenseman. Um, I don't really see any of the young guys, honestly. No, I think no. you, you got to hang on to them unless you see, you know, an offer that you can't refuse. Uh, yeah, but the only thing I can probably think of is those. 
So as either a John Gibson or maybe uh, no one's going to take that Adam Henry contract. What am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> you think they maybe... don't want to absorb any of that money. That's something where they're just going to have to ride it out. <laughs> kind of like the Kessler contract, but that's yeah. Well, I mean, he was injured. So I think yeah, though, yeah. that one you could hide in LTIR yeah, yeah. Uh, Henry. You can't. So and no. I'm not going to wish injury on him, but uh, yeah, it's one of those things where you, you know, you try and like, what is it? Do you guys watch the office ever? Yeah. Favorite yeah. show. You know that uh, what is it the, the 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 Yankee swap that they do at Christmas and he's yep. got the, the knitted oven mitt from Phyllis and he's like holding it out. That's Adam Henry. <laughs> so frustrating because I loved watching him in New Jersey and when he first came to Anaheim I was so excited but mm. it's just it's a contract that just has not aged all that well. So I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where you're like, okay, first year GM, you still are learning what to expect and you're kind yeah. of figuring out because we had Bob Murray for 13 years. So you kind of knew, yo, this is not the things he normally does. He doesn't go after big time free agents. He'll like go dumpster diving for players that are washed up and had like one great year, like four years ago. And it's like, oh no, he can, he can get a bounce back year back in Anaheim and they, they never do. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, hopefully the ducks turn things around. Um, I'm hoping because I, I like entertaining competitive hockey. Like as long as you're going out there, laying it all out in the ice and actually trying to win and put together a competitive game there, yeah. I'll be happy. Like that's, that's one thing. Hey, there's, there's games where you play really well and you lose, but if it's just constant incompetence and like just looking like you could lose to certain AHL teams, like it's just beyond frustrating as a fan. And I'm sure you guys have had your fair share of those games. So I don't have, I'm preaching to the choir here. <laughs> yes. Um, no, uh, so obviously retro reverse jerseys were, you know, uh, just in, uh, what is your take on yours? And, uh, let's give your top five worst. Oh, I like this. So I absolutely love the ducks one. I think it's just chef's kiss. Perfect. I specifically, I know people are very tied to the eggplant and jade colors of that, of that specific Jersey. And I totally understand that, but I think it works really well with the current ducks color scheme, just the diagonal lines on the bottom of the Jersey, the sleeve. I love that number font that the ducks had. It just, it's a beautiful Jersey and so well done. I can't wait to get my hands on it. So I'm biased, but that's a top three, top five for me easily. Few other, it's fine. I think, and as far I'm thinking, as far as worst, and I said this, I did a couple videos uh, giving my take on each, but um, which I'm still finishing. But I think the worst thing you can be in this entire campaign is be boring. Like I think teams that just totally didn't care, like just kind of threw the bare minimum out there. And I understand, like the original six teams don't have as many options as far as third jerseys and other jerseys to work with, so they're you know reverse retros are going to be a little different but like for the most part some of them were just absolutely just awful i was like y'all couldn't let's have had some fun with this yeah let's hear it what jerseys were those i'd love to hear um my un- my unpopular opinion and this is in no order um my unpopular opinion was i think the colorado avalanche jerseys oh with the so c boring. yeah yeah so agreed agreed something so cool especially after last time when you had the nordiques with the avalanche colors like you had the best one last time and you went from that to this like i would have loved to have seen like you know like the old foot logo i would have loved to have seen something work with that yes like something quirk like have fun with this that's my my thing but like if you're an avalanche if you're an abs fan that doesn't live in colorado why are you gonna buy that why 
Also, there's another. Also, the Devils did one with the Colorado colorway too. They did it with the actual the Colorado Rockies hockey team, and like the Avs were like, "Oh no, ours is the Colorado State flag." It's like, why do we need two Colorado flag color jerseys? We don't. We don't. So, but yeah, it was plain. Like, it's not even like a simple, like beautiful jersey. It was just boring. I was like, it was fair. Not a fan. Detroit, uh, Chicago. Chicago and Detroit. I was like, I want to know who hates both those teams. And like, <laughs> they're terrible. They tell them that they're horrible. like literally the exact. And I want to credit to Detroit for actually doing something this time and not putting out a practice jersey. I give yep. them props for that. I would have, uh, I, I would have loved to have seen them keep the logo. I, I love the Red Wings logo. Uh, but they've done so many cool like Winter Classic jerseys. I was like, yo, you guys have done cool stuff in the past. Why? Uh, it was just I I was disappointed, um, but I will give I'm gonna just get, because I thought it was a it was weak the Minnesota Wild having the same jersey but switching the colors I'm like, yep you forgot it, to do the assignment somebody forgot something in there <laughs> late late last to the minute just admitted in it was just like you weren't even the Minnesota North Stars like create some distance there you used there as inspiration last time. Uh, um, did, you, did you like St. Louis's? I did not. <laughs> I really? didn't hate it, but yeah. I look at it and I just see like those Tweety Bird ice cream pops from like, uh-huh. the ice cream truck. <laughs> and somebody was even like, "I look at, I see a twisted tea." I was like, "Yo, that's even better." Like oh, too much yellow. Okay. In yeah, my I'm, I'm looking at them now, so I was just gonna too ask. much yellow. Um, oh yeah, 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 definitely. I didn't like Nashville's either. Um, Nashville's, I, I hated that. Nashville. Yeah. I kind of not a big fan. They did the same colors. I'm like, yo, I I said it in a video, but I was like, I almost wish they would work with that mustard yellow a little bit more and like embrace it. I don't know. Like, don't run away from your poor choices. Like, bring them back in. Like, look at the fishermen. Everybody was hating on that for years. And then the Islanders brought it back. And that's the other funny thing to see is you see the fans that lived through that era that absolutely hate yeah. that jersey. Yeah, and the newer fans that are like, this is amazing. <laughs> but, um, I'm trying to think what other really bad ones. Um I Columbus, I didn't I didn't really Oh Columbus like. was I that's the other one. Boring. Like just doesn't work together. Yeah. You no, got like the I, royal blue and then the navy blue in there. I don't like their jerseys as it is. So I guess I'm I'm a little biased biased there, but not a fan of that one. Um, no. What about uh, Arizona's? I liked last year's better for them. I, I liked the, I liked the Arizona's this year. I didn't think they were that bad. They're not. Yeah, well, not bad. I liked the. It kind of looks like a sunset. I think it's yeah. cool, but the purple one last year was just money. Yeah. I feel bad for putting these guys on the list because they are new, but the Kraken ones. Yeah, no, not too much going on. That. I was yeah. like. I get, I appreciate it took inspiration from like the Seattle Ironmen or like a hockey team back in the thirties. But so the, they use like the stripes on that Jersey with the Kraken logo. I'm like, it's just a lot going on like in the front of the Jersey. Like I appreciate the inspiration, but coming together as a concept, didn't like it. Gotcha. And then the, I, d- I don't like the Flyers Jersey, but I love that they're using the Cooperalls in warmups. They have the full <laughs> pants. Yeah. I'll give them credit for that, but otherwise, it's a really boring jersey. Yeah. Uh, speak of Arizona, I know Pete wanted to ask a question about Ooh. the the ducks and the Coyotes beef. Do they have it? Oh, there's beef. There's, there's absolutely beef. beef. Please elaborate on that beef. It goes. It extends back to the last season and then into the it preseason. Does. You know, correct. You know the game. It extends to, don't you? 
So it extends to the game. Um, I believe it was March of last year. The Ducks and the Coyotes, obviously, dead in the water, no playoff spot. So I believe the Ducks oh. were leading four nothing, five nothing. I could be wrong, but it was definitely a shutout. Zegers scored a lacrosse goal. It was an entire clinic going on there. So near the end of the third period, uh, Zegers is kind of poking the goalie as he's covering the puck. And Jay Beagle, of all people in there, shoves Zegers, you know, gives him a nice cross check in the back. And Troy Terry's like, oh, hell no. Gets in his face. And then Beagle just drags Troy Terry and starts hammering him into the garage, just laying haymakers into him. And obviously they get separated. Troy Terry's out for a game. He's got stitches, blood, everything. And after, of course, uh, at the end of the game, Zegers comes out and he's just like, I thought that was just gutless. Like, you don't do that to somebody really speaking out about it. I was like, hey, I I like that move. You know, people are going to want to talk in a five nothing game. Nobody's going to want to talk about the game. People are going to talk to you about your goal and about what was going on there. But then it kind of like escalated the situation too when who I absolutely hate the Coyotes announcers and Tyson Nash can hate him was like, Oh yeah, you know, these skill guys, you know, if you're gonna oh, pull yeah. that shit, you know, you better you better uh you better be prepared to get punched in the mouth. Like I not in this league, that. no. Which I fucking hate that mindset. Yeah, you know, that's brutal. So much. It's those like good old hockey it just old school old guys. School, not yeah, good old game guys as I, as I call them. Yeah. And then Jay Beagle kind of gave an interview and he was like, yeah, you know, it's just, you know, you're going to do that. You're up for nothing. Like just pulling that shit. I'm like, Jay Beagle. When was did he get a suspension time? for that or did he, he get did a not. Nothing. Oh, okay. Damn. It was the crazy. Last time, like, I think he was fined if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember. Okay. I like the last time Jay Beagle was relevant was literally Aaron Asham putting him to sleep. So, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'm I was at that game too. I went oh, to school. Wow. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, we'll but yeah, there is, yes, there is beef, but I have mad respect. I respect Coyotes fans and, you know, their situation that's going on There's right trouble. now. Um, you know, kind of, it's not an ideal situation, but, you know, the fans Temporary. have been up with a lot from poor management, bankruptcy, bad <laughs> everything, bad ownership, you name it. And they've, a lot of them have stuck with it through thick and thin. So I, I, I respect them. I appreciate, you know, and all that they've been through, but yeah, there's, there's beef, which is fun. I love rivalries. I love those like, it's not fun even like geographically conventional ones. I love that. Just, Hey, we had a bad game. Like something happened. There's unfinished business. I love that. So um, before we creep back into talking about the Leafs, what are your thoughts on the Arizona Coyotes locker room right now? <laughs> <laughs> my thing it's only four games and people yeah, yeah. are just absolutely losing their minds over it i think that's the point. <laughs> especially on twitter like every but every little thing gets yeah. just absolutely blown out of proportion and i've been in worse locker rooms in my day like I, and I, you know nhl players have been in worse locker rooms like i've seen especially some of the college rinks you've seen some of these guys have to play in like they've been in pretty bad ones. So, and even Blake Wheeler said at the end, like, he's like, it really wasn't that bad. Like everyone was making it out to be such a bad, like awful, like, listen, there were curtains up. We had stalls, air conditioning places to get dressed. We were fine. And each team only has, there's four different teams. They each have to go through it one game. Not the end of the world. Huh. I, 
Yeah, it's, it's it's always funny to see like on social media the absolute overreaction like that happens from people. You're just like, all right, like you want to call them a poverty franchise? Is it the ideal situation? Obviously not. <laughs> but construction gets delayed. Things happen all the time. Like, yep. you know, Pete, it is what Pete it is. Loves talking about it, that's why I had to ask. What? I said Pete loves talking about it, it so that's why I had to ask. You love talking it, about the locker room situation. It's always a fun conversation talking about the coyotes because there's always something they do to one up the situation and it just it keeps getting more interesting. And I love watching the drama around it. So it is it's a soap it's, opera. It's it's it absolutely really a reality show. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think they're voting on this the the city votes on because they got approval to like move forward with it, but the actual vote to like break ground and start the the arena process is the end of november so that's Ooh. a that's a november 29th schedule circle it on Perfect. your calendars when the day that gets decided pete's but, gonna make another tiktok about it hey listen as some i made a coyote a tiktok about the coyotes and let me tell you that gets views and it gets engaged it literally does yeah i've, I've so got a couple thousand views from talking about the coyotes but I, we can't dog on them too much because austin matthews would not be a leaf today if the arizona coyotes weren't a franchise that is so true that is very that true arizona coyotes that that, i remind people of that too i was like you don't have austin matthews if not for the arizona coyotes and he's so you know he's passionate about that fan base and where he's he's very proud of where he's from and how he got into hockey and you yeah you, know, you got to respect that so it's a nice reminder for the Canadian, for especially the Toronto fans oh, yeah. that are like, oh, oh yeah, Arizona is sure. a poverty franchise. They're like, okay, all right, you better be thanking them. <laughs> uh, we'll focus a little bit on the Leafs this coming week. I'll get everybody's predictions, even Annie's here. Oh, so we have the Flyers Wednesday. We've got the Bruins Saturday, and we have Carolina next Sunday. A shorter week, but. Uh, Pete, I'll start with you. What do you, what do you think the record will be? Okay, so start off Boston game. I'm going to that one. I've been to two preseasons and a regular season, all dubs. So it's going to be an easy dub on Friday for or Saturday against uh, the Bruins. Um, Flyers going probably going to gonna lose to. What's that? Did you say you were going to the Bruins one? Yeah, I'm going to the Bruins game on Saturday. Ooh, so okay. oh, fun. So that'll be a good time. Um, fr- Wednesday against the Flyers. You know, Torts is going to make the the boys work. We always lose to the teams we're supposed to be. That's gonna be that's gonna be one and one, and then Carolina. That's on a back to back Sunday. Yeah, Shalgren will probably be in net then. Shalgren will probably. Oh boy. Oh, my luck, he's gonna be in net for the Bruins game. But um, <laughs> you know what? I think they'll pull it off against Carolina. They'll go. They'll go two and one this week. Sounds good, Divi. Oh man, you know what? Based off of today, it's really gonna depend based off that. I'm thinking I'm feeling one, two, and oh. Honestly, the way it's looking, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna get their win against Boston and then they're gonna lose the other two. That's what I'm feeling. Gotcha. Annie, what are your thoughts mm. based on Leaf so far? <laughs> I watched the game yesterday. Um let's oh. go. <laughs> 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 brutal. Um hey, we'll see. Well, wait, look. We'll see what happens tonight, but um, I'm gonna. Sh- I think the Flyers are gonna fizzle out and sooner Ooh. than people think. That's my. I don't know if it's really a hot take because I think it, everyone it knows could be. they're, they're overperforming right now. Yeah. yeah, the torts. It's that torts honeymoon phase. It always. Mm-hmm. And then it, it's like true. Bruce Boudreau. It kind of that honeymoon phase, and then it's like <laughs> back to reality. Yep. And that's gonna. Ha- it's it'll happen. It'll happen. And I wish the best for Carter Hart, but it's going to happen. Um, but I'm going to say, 
I'm going to say they get their win against the Flyers. Um, it goes Flyers, Bruins, Carolina, or Bruins, Flyers, Carolina? Yeah, uh, Flyers, Flyers, Bruins, Carolina. Okay, cool. Um, and the Bruins are at home? Uh, I they're think in Toronto. In Toronto. At home against Boston, I think they get the win there. Um, and then it's in Carolina? It might be. Yeah, well, definitely. I believe it you is. Never get back Carolina. To that All right, they take the L there. So two mm-hmm. and two and one. Two and one. Perfect. Sweet. Sweet. Um, I'll, take, I'll take that Bruins game in overtime. Leafs get the win in overtime. Ooh. Austin Matthews, OT, OT winner. Nice. 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 I'll, uh, yeah, I think I think they're gonna go two and one this this week. I think they're gonna try and put on the Jets again uh, and and try and turn this freaking season around. Hopefully. Um, Hopefully we see the puck in the back of the net more for Matthews this week. And JT continues to stay hot. Um, but yeah, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly this week. JT stayed consistent. The good as well as Willie as they are combined for 18 points in nine games. Uh, Pete, do you think that this uh, duo will ever get broken up? JT and Willie, no, they're going to stay together. It's more of I, – I'd like to see more Mick, Nick Robertson on that line. Um, I don't know if he's throwing den- – I don't know what the lines are for tonight. I see the game's on. I, um, I'm assuming Robbie's on. Robbie's on the second line. I don't yeah, know about – I think so. Stay away from Malgin. Um, yeah, but JT and Willie, they're crushing it right now. What about you, Div? What do you think? They better stay together. I see a lot of people wanting to change their lines and separate them, and I don't know why they think that. They may think they might be able to bring together some of the other – they might be able to get some of the other guys going, but keep JT and Willie together. It's working. That's one of your only positives. Keep it the way it is. Mm-hmm. The other guys will figure their things out when they can. Absolutely. Annie, what do you think about their hot start, JT and Willie? Honestly, I love. I've been rooting for John Tavares since he left New York. Oh, really? I, that's a how I because I was living in New York when he okay. left, so it was I got to see the outrage from Islanders fans up close and personal. Um, I always thought it was unwarranted. Like you can't fault the guy for being a free agent and signing where he wants to sign. That's that's oh. sports. That's the way it is. And he wanted to go home. Like you're gonna call him a traitor for that. I just think about what's that? What's the fucking um? Oh, what is it called? The Islanders commercial, the Dear John. Oh yeah, yeah. The absolute yeah, cringe fest for what two minutes? Dear John, we don't need you. Okay. Throwing they weren't they throwing stuff at him at the game that he went to? Snakes, yeah. Snakes. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, he's just a good kid, good guy. <laughs> he he just wants to play Shout hockey, to the and boy. play for his childhood team. Like he didn't do yeah. anything wrong. No, poor guy. They got it. But like, I'm I'm happy to see him see him get off to a good start and be successful. And yeah. it's hard. How do you not? I mean, unless you hate Toronto, how do you not? How do you root against a guy like John Tavares? So Absolutely. I hope he keeps it up. Honestly, yeah. I do. Um, I'll, I think it'd be Willie's, good. We th- we think Willie's uh, visor has everything to do with his success right now. Really? Yes. His so he was getting migraines and he was like, I'm going to put a visor on. It's, it's been helping so far. Hey, if it's, if, if it's working, keep using it. We'll exactly. see. <laughs> um, the bad, I we talked about it earlier. The defense just needs to smarten up. I don't know who's gonna, you know, be that whipping boy. Who's gonna smarten up? I don't. I, I don't know what's gonna go on. But uh, 
it's 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 something that you know some guys need to excel at and maybe not jump into the play as much um pete what do you think what do you think as, as we're talking about the defense i'm just oh, watching God. justin hall make an absolutely <laughs> brutal play but we oh, drew a penalty boy. we drew a penalty so justin hall shout out to this guy right now yeah, right. I'm just watching him. He he drew a hooking penalty, so maybe maybe they're smart enough right now. I just it's it's hard to get excited every time he touches the puck. But, um, <laughs> hell, he um, did something. <clears throat> finally, the ugly. There might need to be a big change. Does anybody here think that there's going to be a big change yet? Divi, don't think it'll happen right now. I'd yeah. say I I see change if if it continues like this. I see it going on another what three three weeks yep. something will happen and again i don't want it to be key for any of like anybody in coaching this is not on key for any of those guys this is on the players players got to smarten up players got to change it up maybe a big trade who knows yeah i'll give it three weeks if it continues yep and if they're oh, gonna go make a big change it's it's got to be key like who are we gonna trade we're gonna trade justin hall like and get what like what are we what are we doing here we just got to play it out wait it out they had the same start last season so we'll just we just got to be patient and just stop getting so obnoxious here come on yeah annie what what are your thoughts you think there's going to be a big change here you know it's interesting because i know i talked about at the beginning of the show but you know at one point you have at what point do you say like it's early in the season they just gotta you know work through this you work through you know the summer rust and kind of get into a groove and find find your way as a team or at which point you're like, okay, I've seen enough. Like, let's, Mm -hmm. I don't like what I'm seeing. Let's make some changes here. And personally, I I know you, I know you said not to change coaching, but you know, the saying goes, it's easier to change out one guy than it is to make a trade and ship out even more pieces. So I think if that's, if that's the move they make, I think that's the kind of the go-to honestly, especially since he's been under, under fire a lot. But, um, I mean, I think if it continues on into the week, it's, I mean, uh, you know, I, I follow a lot of Toronto media. I feel like, you know, it's like a three-game losing streak, and the question rises, like, <laughs> is it time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is he in the hot seat? <laughs> I feel like if, if they lose tonight, it should absolutely be a discussion. It should, it's absolutely warranted. And if it continues into the week, why gotcha. not? I give, yeah. him, I give him two weeks tops before if, it, if this continues. Fair enough. No. Um, before we go, James wanted me to touch on a couple of uh, news around the NHL. There was a big news story that came out about uh, Merce Lickin's, uh wife. She had posted to Instagram basically the rant saying, you know, how the fans are saying that her husband should die when the team's doing bad. Uh, you know, they're trash. He has mental issues, this and that. But then they turn around in person and they're saying, oh, my God, I love you. Can we get a picture? Touching their son and everything. And she just had enough. She's finally taken the point where, you know, she's going to stay away from games with her son. I think he's less than a a year old. Um, I'm just kind of torn with, you know, with what had happened last year with the goalie that had passed away in Columbus. I think this is a very touchy subject considering – you know, fan bases need to, well, I guess, yeah, fan bases need to calm down and stop jumping to conclusions and blaming people immediately after, you know, one loss. Um, you know, the season is 
82 games for heaven's sake. And, uh, you know, you don't need to make it a roller coaster when it's, it's really not, um, Pete, what are, what are your quick thoughts on this? When you think of toxic fan bases, you don't really think of Columbus, but I guess there's always a few bad nuts in like a big, Every fan base, yeah, yeah, like you're always going to get a few shitty people. And it sucks. Like you said, with the, the goalie that passed away last season, I forget his name, but he, he dumped in front of the firework to save his life, right? His family's yeah. life. So, you know, he's not okay mentally. Like for people to attack him is absolutely disgusting. So I, I feel bad for Elvis, but uh, all the best to him and his family. Yeah, Divi. You know, there's a fine line between uh, chirping and then there's just being absolutely rude. And yeah. you know, Elvis, he doesn't deserve this. I, I, I don't believe this is the first time also that he's gotten hate like this. He's, I, I believe Merzlikens. He's one of the guys that he just, just feel bad for him. I'm always hearing how he's getting it from fans and just give the guy a break. You know, with everything that's gone on with the franchise and. Yep. You know, just give the poor guy a break. You got no idea what he's going through, you know? Exactly. Yeah. No. Annie. I, you know. Did you see this or no? I did. I saw the screenshot on Twitter. I didn't read through it. I kind of, it's one of those things where you're just like, your heart just like breaks reading it. Because at some point, you know, if you're, can't even open your social media without getting message, harassing messages from people. Like at some you got to think like, and people always say like, Oh, ignore it. You know, you got thick skin, you know, you gotta, you know, brush it off. But at some point, like if somebody's touching her kid, like, first of all, you don't touch anybody's kid. That's not yours. I don't care who you are. Like, that's just, that's just, that's inappropriate. That's not even even inappropriate. You don't do that. Like keep your hands to yourself. That's something you learn in preschool. (laughs) But the fact that, you know, and it's one thing, like, we see, like, the funny, like, DNs, like, to players about fantasy, like, and that, and that stuff's all, all good fun. But when you're talking about, you know, life and death, if you're talking about, you know, players, families and things like that, come on, this is a game. This is a game. At the end of the day, they play a game for a living and you get to go home, you know, to your bed. Like, their, their life does not affect your life in any way, like why there's no no there's no excuse for taking the time out of your day to message a player or their family in a rude way like that or not even a rude way an absolutely illegal way at that like threatening them threatening their lives their livelihood it just i mean especially goalies like they get it so bad for the moment goalies that get we've seen goalies get absolutely run out of teams run out of cities and you know some fan bases are just and like you said there's bad nuts in every fan base but i mean you don't you're not i don't blame the players and the families that choose to like have private social media accounts or choose to just not be on it at all like just absolutely eliminate that from your life there and you know like i said it is only a game and fans have to you know remember that that hey like they're you don't matter to them like your livelihood and their livelihood are not dependent professional athletes don't owe you anything like no they don't owe you anything and you don't know like you said you don't know what somebody's going through you don't know what somebody's carrying i mean elvis has got to be i mean the amount of trauma that that family has got to be dealing with after last summer like you i i cannot even imagine so it's especially now like be kind like be like treat others the way you want to be treated as cliche as that is like it's really not that hard to mind your own business and be a good person absolutely yeah no 100 people um, think professional athletes and like public figures are like exempt from that it's like why 
You chose the spotlight. You yeah, exactly. This. this is part of the deal. No, it's not. No, it's not. You don't. You don't deserve to be, be treated better. Like shit in this freaking yeah. world. <laughs> um, you know, a little bit, a little bit more positive news. Um, <laughs> we love that. We love positivity. Uh, Bruce Boudreaux got a six hundredth win, and it was the Canucks' first win on the season. Oh. <laughs> uh, but. I don't know. I think I think the local strip club kind of, you know, got them going. They're like, you know, you guys drink free on us if you guys get one win out of this. Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe the boys put it on for that. Or maybe they just they're like, okay, Bruce, you deserve your your six hundredth uh beat you got any comments on this one. I mean, when you look at their team on paper, they look they don't look that oh. bad. They don't look that bad. They're they're off to a slow start. And I remember when the Leafs went 0 7 to start the season, they were that bad. But like they have great I know Thatcher Demko, he's great. I, I think he's fantastic. Yeah. Shout out to Brucey. I mean, that must have been the longest wait to get to six hundred oh, wins. Gosh. Like his his job may be on the line. I don't think that's a great idea if you want to fire him. But uh yeah, I shout out to Brucey. Yeah. He had a bottle of scotch just chilling in his in his refrigerator <laughs> yeah. on or on his freezer on ice waiting to pop it. He's like, it'll come. Like a few games out. Eventually. It just kept going. And then the rumors come out that he might get fired. And he's like, okay, you can't you can't fire me before this big one. Come on. Nah, that all that'd be. No. That wow. wouldn't be cool. No, it wouldn't. Um Gibby, oh, <laughs> you got any comments on this one? Oh man, I love Brucey, man. You finally <laughs> got it, man. Turning point for the Canucks, man. Like Pete was saying, they got they like that. They, they don't have a bad team, you know. They're they have like a great group of forwards. It's just I know they're they've been their defense, their blue line has been killing them with all the injuries. But you know they they went out and got Ethan Bear. They did do a few trades, so hey, you know got the win. Turning point for the Canucks. I I full on think it is. I think Demko is gonna come back into form the way he was in the bubble. Absolutely. So yeah. Um. Now. We do this on the show every Sunday. It is called our Bearded Blue Warrior. Now, Annie, you do not have to name a leaf. You can name your Duck Star of the Week if you want. I'll give you exemption for this. Okay. But, uh, Pete, as always, this is brought to you by Boxing Rock Brewing Co.'s company's Puck Off Lagerdale. Bearded Blue Warrior, Pete, give me yours. I mean, it doesn't even have to be an NHL player. You picked The Rock a couple of weeks ago. So um, (laughs) my bearded blue warrior is going to David Camp because right now he has the most five-on-five points as as a Leaf right now. So shout out David Camp. Yes, Camper. That hurts to hear. (laughs) Five-on-five. Divi, Divi, what about you? Uh, Gonna have to go with Johnny T. Johnny T. Have to go with yeah. Johnny T. He's, 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 he's still going hot, team. you know. A lot of people were wondering how he's going to start the season, and hey, he's the one one of the main shining bright spots of this team right now. He's looking good. Hopefully, he can continue to stay good. Absolutely. Johnny T is my pick. Annie, who is your bearded blue warrior? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'll I'll stick with Troy Terry. Plus, I feel like he could really benefit from that blue beard because I don't think the man can grow facial hair. So. <laughs> A, a pity vote for me, but no, I, I love the way, you know, as hard as it's been and how, you know, difficult this last seven game stretch has been. He's, you could tell he's really trying to put this team on his back and, and get some points on the board. Has not always been possible, has not always been easy, but I, I got to commend him for that. So he will get, he'll get my vote this week. 
absolutely. I'm going to go with Sheldon Keefe. He's taken a lot of heat this week and a little bit of last week. He's calling out his boys. He's hoping that they can save him the job. Uh, see what he can do in this next coming week. But uh, for that, I think we are done for today's episode. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. Um, as always, have a marvelous night and go Leafs, go. Thank <laughs> you.